What's up? This is Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. Dave, happy one year anniversary, man. Yeah, man. Quick one year. We did it. Yeah, I remember when you were doing your Mercy Rule podcast, I was very jealous of that, and I wanted to get on the podcasting game, so I said, Dave, let's do a pop culture podcast. He yeah. said, all right, let's do it. Mutual Kanye affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one thing led to another. And now 20,000, almost 21,000, 21, 21, plays on SoundCloud.com <laughs> slash NostalgiaPod. And we started with the Oscar non-podcast, I believe. Yeah, that was our very first one. And we each made some pretty awesome predictions on that, actually. You had one, I forgot what You had Ex Machina. Yeah. For what, visual effects, I think? I think it was either visual effects or it might have been, I don't think it was cinematography. It might have been. No. Yeah, didn't. it must have been visual effects. We had Vikander winning. Yes. Which was great. I feel like you She'll also be presenting had one this, really good call. Year. Don't remember. Yeah, we did pretty good with that. We didn't call the Mark Rylance upset of Sylvester Stallone. We are all on the Stallone-Creed camp. Yeah, pretty much like no the one whole did. world was. <laughs> I think there's going to be some surprises this year. There's a lot of factors at play. Um, Definitely. There's a lot of interesting through lines. Yeah, the narrative last year was Oscar so white. It went right. in not the opposite direction, but one of the categories I was looking at, actress in a supporting role. Yeah, there, there's two supporting actresses. Oh, there's that three are, african American, well, three, three black people in supporting right. actress. Yeah, here's so, British. So there's a lot more diversity this year. It'll be interesting to see if that affects any of the voting to try to make up for all that white guilt from yeah. last year. <laughs> Hashtag white guilt. But yes. why don't we jump right in because we got a lot to talk about. So we're going to start front to back like we did last year. We're going to jump around um, quickly through some of these categories. And with the major ones, as usual. We've talked about a lot of these movies in the last few months, so we might rehash some themes in case you weren't there for those episodes. Yeah, and if you want to check those out, soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod. only took me a year to be able to say that without messing it up, yeah. so nice. enjoy that, listeners. <laughs> uh, and go check out our old pods. Let's start with writing original screenplay. So this one, I actually haven't been able to make a decision on. Really? So I want to hear what you choose and, and see if it will sway me at all. I was looking at the, the picks, the odds. Are. If you're interested in the Oscar odds, go to goldderby.com, the most respected odds makers for award shows in general. And they have it as La La Land versus Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. With Manchester by the Sea actually probably going to win. Mm-hmm. The story is whether the La La Land sweep gives it this category as well. Best original screenplay. I don't think La La Land's going to sweep. I actually think they're going to underperform. form. Right. Spoiler. Ryan Gosling ain't winning. So they're oh, not going to yeah. totally sweep. We knew that. Right. But, yeah, no, this is interesting because this is a pretty strong category, I'd say. You have Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. Yeah, and Hell or High Water was written by the same person that did Sicario. Yeah, Taylor Sheridan did really good. There's some concern, or not concern, but there's some speculation that maybe... They'll get a little bit of a bump because he didn't win last year, and people thought Sicario was probably deserving, but sure. was in another stack category last year. You know, thinking about it, I'd lean Manchester by the sea. Right, so I think that's one of the few wins that it'll probably get. Yeah, I agree. With in Kenneth Lonergan. Also, there's probably some sympathy for the tough development this movie had, getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Matt Damon was originally going to have the lead role, right. instead of Casey Affleck, and he still, is, he still didn't produce it, so that story might resonate with people. So yeah, I'm going to go with Manchester. Yeah, it's just it really is a stack category, though. I could see La La Land or 20th Century Women even pulling the upset because there's a lot of buzz around that movie right now as mm-hmm. well. I mean, um, shout out The Lobster, though. I like it when movies that like take chances, you know, best original screenplay, it's very original. 
you know, get, getting that recognition. They're not going to win, but it's nice to see them, you know, get the nod. Yorgos Lanthimos, apparently it fits for his work. It's very similar to a lot of his other work, but mm-hmm. it's definitely interesting. It did not make my top 10 movies list, but the writing was definitely interesting. Probably the best part of that whole thing. It's already on Prime, so check it out if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, definitely watch that. Let's move on to uh, adapted screenplay. Right. I mean, I think... Murderer's Row. Yeah, it's definitely Murderer's Row, but it's got to be Moonlight, right? Yeah, definitely. Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Fences, obviously, is a adaptation of a play. Also, Fences from August Wilson, notable black playwright. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, because Fences is actually just uh, the film version of the revival that Denzel and Viola Davis were doing on Broadway in 2010 when they all won Tonys for it. But yeah, Moonlight's obviously going to win. It's, it's a clear favorite. It's the clear top choice. I mean... Everyone's complaining about if Moonlight should win Best Picture, but it probably won't, something like that. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of awards that it'll definitely get, though. Yeah, In absolutely. light of the chances of not getting the top prize. Yeah, we talked at length about Moonlight, so we won't spend too much time. Right. But uh, just shout out Terrell Alvin McCraney. Uh, originally wrote In Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue, right. which uh, this was adapted off of. And it's still even structured like a play. Brilliant for the screen. I think it would be deserving. Absolutely. Let's move on to visual effects. I have what I want to win, and I have what I think will win. You read them. It's Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, yep. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Shout out Deepwater Horizon. Sneaking in there. I know, I didn't, I didn't see that, that <laughs> coming. I was like, Deepwater Peter Horizon. Peter Berg. Good for him, right? Kubo is a stop-motion animated movie, so that's actually a really prestigious award for them to get. This is, this is tough for me. Rogue One, I, I've talked at length about Rogue One mm-hmm. all over the place, but... It has spectacular effects, but Doctor Strange, the whole movie, is right. successful based off of how good its effects are. And that so one, I almost think Doctor Strange is the best choice here. I think Doctor Strange is the best choice. I think Jungle Book will win. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, Jungle Book, a movie that has one human character, mm-hmm. one, one, one human actor yep. on a screen interacting so With successfully. The, the effects don't work. Jungle Book completely fails. It, I wouldn't, it was yeah. great. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad with that. I don't think I'd be mad with any of these stuff. I also don't think Doctor Strange probably would win. Mar- they usually don't give Marvel that many effects wins. So Superhero movies don't usually win, man. No. So. Force Awakens didn't win anything last year. so I don't see Rogue One winning either. That's so why I think Jungle, probably Jungle Book here. This is a shoe-in. Sound mixing. We have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Before we talk about the nominees... Just to straighten it out, because we're going to be talking about sound editing next. Yeah. Sound editing is uh, how sounds are created and made for the film. Right. Mixing is how you put them all together, including right. music, dialogue, background right. noises, things like that. Right. So this is how the sounds of the whole movie are put together. Sometimes these categories kind of get won by the same movie. Like yeah. Last year, Mad Max cleaned up a ton of the mm-hmm. effects and uh, editing that was pretty awesome, categories, though. which, yeah, it was great. This year, again, tough field. Uh, I think I'm pulling for Kevin O'Connell for Hacksaw Ridge because he's been nominated for sound mixing 21 times. 21. And he hasn't won yet. That's crazy. That'd be pretty cool. Times. Yeah, I could see them giving it to someone like Hacksaw Ridge, but it's going to be La La Land. Yeah. In the end, I mean... Musical. Yeah, it's a musical. Or they, sound something. Yeah, and it was yeah. also, like, in, in L.A., they had to incorporate, like, car horns, things like that. These kind of wins are how La La Land gets that gaudy total, because they mm-hmm. have the most noms of anyone with 14, which is tied for the most ever. It would have to win 11 of 14 categories to tie the most wins ever, so I don't see that happening. Yeah, that's a little tough. But eh, you never know. It'll be close, though. So, yeah, sound editing. Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, again. Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. 
Yeah, probably interesting. I guess maybe like like the sounds of the geese as they hit those propellers. Yeah, landing on the water makes some noise. You know? <laughs> Tom yeah. Hanks' dulcet tones need to be worked. <laughs> make sure they sound Dude, good. Dude, all about that Eckhart sound editing. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> who do you got winning this one? Actually, Arrival sounds really good. I picked Arrival, too. Think about the, the noise the alien makes. You can mm-hmm. see that in the trailer if you haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to rival. Yeah, I think even just the little noises, like when they're approaching and there's like the gunfire, but then yeah. it also like mixes in with the the sound of. Right. Like, I don't know. They had this weird sound for like the. Remember that? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Arrival, rival has tied for the second most snobs this year with eight, along with Moonlight. And probably with the most notable snub. Yeah, Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Which we'll be getting to. Music, original song. I mean. Why don't we just say it? City, of, star. City One, Stars. Two, three. Yeah, City <laughs> Stars. There's also uh, Audition, The Fools Who Dream in La La Land. That's Not a fan of the, the dual nom there. Oh, really? No. Hey, do, you, do you think that it could steal but, from each other? Oh, uh, uh, steal the vote? Interesting thought, but I think City of Stars is so obviously the consensus pick that I'm sure it just got a ton of votes anyway. I think so. Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, The Empty Chair, Jim, The James Foley Story, and How Far I'll Go, Moana. Right. Yeah, those last two definitely don't have a shot. Trolls, I mean, can't stop the feeling. We've, we've said a lot of yeah. negative things about that JT song, and now he's going to perform at the Oscars. Vanilla. It's, it's basically it's, it. it's vanilla. It's people, some people like vanilla. So yeah, it's going to be City of Stars. We don't need to talk about it too much longer. Yeah. Music, original score. The, oh, the musical wins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jackie is also nominated along with Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. Passengers did have a good score. I think that's the only nom it has this year, which makes sense. It wasn't that great of a movie. Moonlight, interesting, because that score was pretty reserved in some sections. Yeah. Kind of picks up at the end, I guess. When a musical is this lauded, it's going to win Best Original Score pretty, oh, yeah. pretty easily, especially an original musical. Yeah, I don't think this category is even a race no. at all. Let's move on to documentary, feature length. Another one that's a shoo-in. Yeah. OJ. Right. Made in America. 13th. Nice distinction. That's probably second place from Ava, but yeah, OJ's getting it. 13th is pretty good. I'm Not Your Negro's got a lot of buzz. Yeah, it's going to be OJ. It got the AFI special prize this year, and it's got a ton of other accolades. What about animated feature film? This was actually low-key really stacked. So Really I, impressed with this. I haven't seen all of these, but I've heard really great things about Kubo and the Two Strings. Right. And My Life is a Zucchini. Surprisingly, I've heard yeah. some really good a things. A French-Swiss stop-motion film. Pretty cool. Moana, Disney original. Yep. Obviously, Lin-Manuel and The Rock, killing mm-hmm. it. The Red Turtle is made by Studio Ghibli, which we talked about before. That's where Miyazaki mm-hmm. made all his, some of the best animated, anime movies of all time. So there's good pedigree there. And that's actually a movie with no dialogue. That's really interesting. And then, of course, Zootopia, lauded adult themes. But I think there's a chance of Kubo getting it. Kubo got the BAFTA. But Zootopia got the Arnie Award, which is the basically the animation awards, and then the American Cinema Editors. Are you calling your shot and picking Kubo, Kubo and the Two Strings? You know, for the sake of variation, I'm going to pick Kubo and the Two Strings. I have Zootopia. Walt Disney's going to clean up. I mean, it grossed over a billion dollars. It did. I, th- I think that, that's So did Rogue One. It's not a best picture, though. It's a little different when it's an animated film. So did Finding Dory, and it's not even nominated. That's true. Either um, Sing or Secret Life of Pets, which both made a lot of money as well. We talked about this when we talked about our end of year movies, though. In right. Zootopia, a lot of the animated films do this now, where they, they touch on some really meaningful and mm-hmm. adult themes. But I feel like the way Zootopia does it, the message that they touch on is so perfect for... I think it's not executed only, on very well. Yeah, it is. And it, it fits, I think, not only what the Oscars lacked last year in terms of like diversity and mm-hmm. things like that, 
But also, just for where we're at right now, sidely, I think Zootopia is a shoe win for this category. The BAFTAs are the most recent awards that happened, really the last mm-hmm. ones of any substance before the Oscars, and Kubo did win there. And Kubo does have a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. So That's really good. Everyone loves it. So I think it's possible. I think it's, it's closer than it was even a few weeks ago. I absolutely think we could see an upset. I would like it if Kubo win, but I, th- I still think right. Zootopia is going to be the juggernaut. So now we're into... Pretty much the main categories. So, why don't we start with actress in a supporting role. We have Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Tavia Spencer, Hidden Figures. Nicole Kidman, Lion. Naomi Harris, Moonlight. And Viola Davis, Fences. And right. I didn't see the odds, but I have to imagine Viola Davis is like a 2-1 to one yeah, <laughs> shot. Yeah. This is her second nomination for... Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress. Her third at third, one for yeah. total, second for Best Supporting yeah, Actress. Su- supporting in Doubt, and then Best Actress the in help. The Help. Which people say she got a snub, huge snub when she didn't win. Yeah, to Meryl Streep. Well, she's not a supporting actress. We'll just start there. So <laughs> yeah. uh, she's the only woman in the movie that has any lines. Pretty sure she didn't support anybody. She was the, the co-lead. <laughs> she was. With Denzel. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. But I digress. Viola Davis is going to win, obviously. I just kind of wish she was in Best Actress because she would have won that anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Naomi Harris could have won. Also, Michelle Williams has that I think crazy Michelle scene in Manchester. Yeah, I think she's the only one that could possibly challenge Viola Davis in this category in terms of performance. Naomi Harris is good. I think she had a better overall performance. Michelle Williams had that one killer scene two-thirds way through the movie. Yeah, and in a sense, the the arc of Michelle Williams and Naomi Harris's character in mm. their respective movies is kind of the same, yeah. where they each kind of are one way at the beginning and have like this really emotional moment at the right. end. I thought Michelle Williams had a stronger moment, so I guess maybe that's why I'm leaning towards her. And you know, the Academy mm. usually likes that, but it's gonna be Viola Davis. I don't think this category is yeah. close. Really strong though. Absolutely. So actor in a supporting role. We have Mahershala Ali, Moonlight, Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water, yep. Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea. Didn't see that coming. Dev Patel, Lion, and Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, so Mahershala got the SAG Award. Mm-hmm. Dev Patel got the BAFTA. And Aaron Taylor Johnson got the Golden, Golden Globe. Globe. Right. That's what, <laughs> throws, even that's what throws a wrench in this whole one. Right. Because, but I actually don't think it's as close as it seems. Like, again, this is where Riley Ant's upset Stallone last year. But I think Ali's going to knock it down for Moonlight. I mean, he was amazing, and I agree with you. I think he's a shoe-in to win this. It's weird, because looking at this category, like, Lucas Hedges, not a real contender, but it's kind of cool he got nominated. Yeah. I don't even know if he deserved it, necessarily. Nah, I, I don't think so. I mean, Michael Sheen was really stumping for Florence mm-hmm. Foster Jenkins really campaigning. Lucas Hedges was kind of funny a few times, especially in relation to all his relationships in the movie, but I think he was just totally competent. But And he had that one kind of, like, breakdown moment. Where he got really anxious with the frozen chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dev Patel, I mean, I haven't seen Lion. He's definitely the the one with the biggest chance of having right. any upset. But And Jeff Bridges, really solid in Hell or High Water. Uh, but he, he's won one before. He's been nominated a lot before. But I don't think he'd really upset Ali. Jeff Bridges, his first Oscar nomination was 1971. It's crazy. For the last picture show. And now he's being nominated, what, 46, 47 years later? Well, he won, uh, was it Best Actor? few years ago for Crazy Heart. Mm-hmm. Probably it's between Patel and Ali, but it's going to be Ali. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. We have Isabel Huppert for Elle, Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep with that legacy yeah. nom for Florence Foster Jenkins. Not nominated, 
Amy Adams. Or Annette Benning. I mean, Meryl Streep, I, I didn't see Forrest Foster Jenkins. I don't really plan to see it. No. I'm sure it's probably fine, but Amy Adams deserved it now. Yeah, it's pretty whack. Emma Stone got the SAG Award. She got the BAFTA. Isabel Hupper got the Golden Globe. Which is pretty crazy, because L is a foreign film. It wasn't even nominated for Best Foreign Film. Here's the key distinction when you're trying to think of if there's any chance Emma Stone gets upset. Emma Stone for La La Land. That's the only movie in the category that's also a Best Picture movie. I think that's, that's, a, that's a distinction that's pretty consistent through Oscar history. Natalie Portman was expected to be, I think, closer with the buzz for Jackie. And even though the movie has mediocre reviews, her performance really strong. And that's why I'm picking her, Dave. I'm picking Jackie to upset Emma Stone. But Isabel Huppert's momentum from the Golden Globes, granted foreign awards, Hollywood foreign press picking the, the French woman, okay, fine, but I think that kind of puts a, a, a wrench in Natalie Portman's momentum, meaning I think Stone still has it. It will probably be Emma Stone, but I'm, I'm calling my shot. I think Natalie Portman upsets here. Yeah. I, think I mean, win. I'm not like blown away by Emma Stone. We talked about this for a long time review. I'm not mm-hmm. blown away with her performance, but at the same yeah. time, she did make it look pretty easy. True. But I also, do you give a best actress to an actress in a musical who wasn't that great of a singer? Because she wasn't. She yeah, was totally fine. It, it kind of gets into how do you decide what makes somebody the best yeah. actress of, of that year. The reason I think Natalie Portman is going to win is because... It's more Jack, transformative role. It is. And Jackie O is a highly scrutinized role. I mean, you think about people that have played her in past adaptations, and usually people say, oh, well, they kind of look like her, but they weren't even close. Natalie Portman's got a lot of praise for her portrayal. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to get some style points for that, and I think yeah. she'll steal it here. I she won think... before with Black Swan, so she's already got got it in with the Academy there. And Emma Stone was nominated for Birdman two years ago. Oh, that's right. I forgot that's about boring. that. Which I, she, I she stand by, that was a better role for her. But she's in better acting. very little, if I remember correctly. She's in for, what, like 20 minutes? Yeah, she's Keaton's daughter. Yeah. She does look oh. out the window after he flies away, though. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you're picking Emma Stone. Yeah. I'm going Natalie Portman. I'm sticking with history here. <laughs> You'll probably be right, but... you got to uh, pick an upset. I uh, pick Kubo. I'll be tweeting some Natalie Portman gifts if she wins, so follow us and our podcast at NostalgiaPod, at Martin Swagger for Dave, at Sheenie Will Peace for myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's decide who's going to win the best actor. In a leading role, so we have Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. We have Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. You said earlier, Dave, not going to be Ryan Gosling. No, because of the, the two heavyweights. Shout out Garfield, though. He had a nice year between I was Hacksaw that. Ridge and Silence. Silence. Yeah. Great. He was really good in Hacksaw Ridge. And, you know, I think before... Playing a real that, person, Desmond Doss. Before that, he got kind of pigeonholed in as... I feel like Spider-Man people, well, this is how most people knew yeah, him. Yeah, definitely. So when you think about that, you, you kind of think, ah, oh, like, I don't know, Tobey Maguire wasn't really that great of an actor, or... We always knew Garfield was good because he was Eduardo Saverin in The Social Network. That's true, and he was so awesome. We knew he had the chops. But he kind of fell out of it, and then he came back, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, wait, no, I'm actually still Andrew Garfield, and I can still throw right. 98 miles per hour on the black if I want to. Yep. Pretty awesome. So happy to be here. He's not winning. No chance. I don't think Ryan Gosling has a chance either. He was good. I actually thought he was better than Nice Guys. Talked about that right. on our end of year pod. His natural charm, yeah. <laughs> not his acting, carries him more in La La Land, in my opinion. Right. Basically, just let him be Ryan Gosling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, the script was kind of written for that character. If Miles Teller had stayed with the movie, he probably would have acted more in it. Mm-hmm. Gosling just kind of coasted through. It did his charming thing. The La La Land quest for breaking records will probably stop when he doesn't win here. Right. Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic. Actually, really interesting that he kind of got that late momentum and got into this, which is nice for him. It'll be his second nomination. And then Denzel, his fifth nomination for Best Actor. I think he's winning it. 
I know Casey Affleck is the, the favorite to win right now, and he was pretty good. I don't know if he was the best performance, but Denzel, I think, he's won in the past Best Supporting Actor for Glory, yep. Best Actor for Training Day. Interesting that this is the first movie he's been in that's nominated for Best Picture. Right. Kind of strange that he's never been in one that's nominated for that before because he's been so many really good ones. But I think he's going to win this year. A little bit of Oscar So White comeback, and also Casey Affleck, there's that controversy about his sexual history, abuse allegations which i don't think really fa- plays a, a factor here i just think denzel's performance is gonna jump off the screen i think it plays a factor because voting ended you know earlier in the month i think the award's closer than it was a few weeks ago casey affleck won the critics choice and he won the bafta but denzel was not nominated at the baftas for this and funny he's never been nominated at the baftas which is its own issue <laughs> but then denzel won the sag award so interesting thing going on here because the SAG Awards whoever won the SAG for Best Actor has won the Oscar for Best Actor the last 13 years so that's a great thing going for Denzel that being said I think I'm going to go with Casey Affleck though do you think he was the best performer you know having watched Fences Fences is an adaptation of a play where the the role that Denzel plays carries the whole play because it's basically him just it's one monologue after the other Mm -hmm. it's a really showy role lots of dialogue yeah I don't think it's Denzel's best role. It's just kind of him just doing, you know, really good with the script. I think Casey Affleck was better acting overall. Interesting. You know, conveying the emotion and whatnot. It's a really interesting race, and because of the Oscar so white, because of the abuse allegations for Casey Affleck and, you know, Brie Larson, when he won, when, when Casey won the Golden Globe, she made a face when she had to give him the award. People that are not a fan of Casey Affleck right now. So if Denzel wins, it's an uh, Oscar so white reaction. If Casey wins, it's oh. Hollywood doesn't care what you've done. He's just like Roman Polanski and Woody mm. Allen. and you know, it's Obviously, apples and oranges, but I think Casey Affleck still wins. Just out of curiosity, it, what do you think is Denzel's best role? That's really tough. I think the go-to answer is Training Day. He was pretty awesome Training Day. But like, I'm, not like the, I'm not a huge Training Day fan. I think it's really good, but I don't, that's, that's weird. That's he, he, he goes the most Denzel in that movie. Yeah. Like When you think about what it means to be Denzel Washington, he goes pretty crazy. Denzel. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll hot take here. I'll say Flight is his best role. That's actually he does a lot of different stuff in that performance. It's an underrated role yeah. for him, and also it's like a, American Gangster. He's kind of up and down there. Um, was it uh, Muhammad Ali? No, no, no Malcolm, Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm X. He, he was, was great. That. No, Denzel's sixty-two years old. I did not realize he was that old. Dude, I mean, he was winning Academy Awards in the the eighties, right? Which is crazy. Glory also great Denzel. That absolutely He's awesome. All right, all right, let's move on to the last three of the night. We kind of wanted to group these together because I'm guessing they kind of lead in with each other or at least will be connected in some ways of the first 88 best pictures 62 also won best director so more often than not right they're together so we'll start with cinematography well actually last year though it wasn't if you remember revenant and spotlight and they're in a one for revenant but revenant didn't win best picture so it's happened recently and also only four times has best picture been won by a movie that didn't have best director get nominated recently it was argo where it won to like yourself? Yeah, that's the one where Affleck was nominated, but they still got DP. Why don't we start with cinematography? So we have Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. Who'd you pick to win? Who should win? I'm really happy Silence is there. Yeah. Because Silence, a movie that's all on location. It was. It really it, transported you to... Without the cinematography, right. Silence doesn't work. But given, you know, the darling status for Arrival, mm-hmm. and also very deservingness, I mean, the movie starts with that, once you go to the ships and it has that wide shot, yep. you're just in the middle of that field just showing up to the spaceship, I'll give it to Arrival. I could see it. It'll probably be La La Land if I'm thinking about who's most likely to win. I hope it's Moonlight, because sure. I, I, there yeah. were so many times when 
I mean, just thinking about that, that scene on the beach where they're actually, like, blue, mm-hmm. or thinking about, like, how they changed, like, from one scene where he puts the, the teenage uh, Chiron puts his face in the ice water and it pulls out and it's the older Chiron. Yep. Just, like, so many moments like that, or, like, the way that they shot the diner and how they moved around with that. Yeah. So beautifully done. I hope it's Moonlight. You know, I, really I, do. I think with Moonlight, too, because Moonlight was shot so fast because mm-hmm. of the small production budget. Yep. That's something that also could garner them more praise. Absolutely. Uh, so I hope it's Moonlight. Probably gonna be La La Land. Yeah. You're you're calling a rival. So we have a couple different. Upset City. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we move now into direct? So we have Arrival, which is Denis Villeneuve, Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson, La La Land, Damien Chazelle, Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth Lonergan, and Moonlight, Barry, Barry Jenkins. Jenkins. So uh, really stacked there. Interesting. Mel Gibson, another guy who's back in Hollywood's good graces. Every director here has only been nominated at the most twice so these are all yeah i mean mel gibson is not really new kenneth lonergan i'm pretty sure isn't a very new director either uh no kenneth lonergan did a lot more work with theater right or anything else uh, barry jenkins is new he's yeah he's had, he's had struggle getting stuff off onto the screen and chazelle whiplash wasn't yeah. a, uh wasn't nominated for that so this is i mean mostly newer people in here yeah gibson's the most accomplished in terms of longevity yeah and he and he's won this category before for braveheart Back in, what, 05, I believe that was? No, uh, 95. 95, right. Oh, 05, yeah. <laughs> Braveheart is not, <laughs> not that new. So, looking at this, I think immediately everybody's going to go Chazelle. Yeah, He won the Golden Globes. I think he's I think he's probably yep. the best chance. Again, I hope it's Barry Jenkins. Same. I, I think what he was able to do with... Because it wasn't like one consistent actor. He had to go from a child to a teenager to an adult. I mean, Naomi Harris was consistent. But she did it her whole role in three days. Right. Out of order. And, and, um, in between her Spectre press tours. And Mahershala Ali was only in it for the first act. Mm-hmm. And then there's two more acts without him, and he's probably going to win Best Supporting Actor. Right. So it's, it's crazy the performances he was able to get out of some unseasoned mm. actors and really make a very meaningful movie. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be Chazelle. I, I mean, Chazelle, having a musical, original musical succeed is also easier said than done and without musical actors i mean basically yeah, exactly what gosling had or dancers really piano. yeah and neither one of them is known for their singing so right to have it be such a success is a right. testament yeah as much yeah. as i like to stump for moonlight over lyle land you know it's you can't take away from what chazelle did because chazelle is the strongest part of lyle mm-hmm. land yeah, and I think that's something we haven't really touched on, but we mentioned when we did review La La Land in our past pod, La La Land is basically made to win Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much everything that I think voters like. You know, right. it's, it's nostalgia, it brings in old-time Hollywood, brings in musicals. Just think of 2011 when The Artist wins. Right. Black and white <laughs> movie about silent films. They really like that artsy-fartsy stuff that really builds up the uh, Right, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an ode to 50s Hollywood filmmaking, like you said, Singing yeah. in the Rain, Casablanca, that sort of thing. Even the colors. So I, I don't think, like again, this is a really strong category. Chazelle winning isn't, you know, ridiculous. It's very well deserved. No. But just, I, I just feel bad that Moonlight's probably going to walk away with only a, a few wins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about like Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge, or... Kenneth Lawner, Lawner. Hacksaw Ridge is one of the best war movies since St. Brian Ryan. It's, All right, on, Bill Simmons. it's on that list. <laughs> it's probably better. I'd say it's better than Hurt Locker. And Hurt Locker won Best Picture. Hurt Locker was good. I feel like it didn't really have rewatchability. Which it's, it's a tough watch at parts. I was still rooting for Avatar that year, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. It was better than Lone Survivor. Yeah, definitely. 
Poor Peter Berg. I feel like he's... I feel like... Lone Survivor is really entertaining and very overrated. Yeah. I don't know if it's overrated. I think it's... American Sniper's really entertaining. I don't think that's overrated. I think, I think American Sniper is overrated. Is overrated. Really? Interesting. We should have this conversation all the time. Maybe I, I, I think the Chris Ryan story is overrated, <laughs> but the movie itself is really good. Maybe I'll watch... Uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll watch Hacksaw Ridge and we can have a conversation later on sure. about this. More movies. Best Picture. So we have a lot of nominees here because you have up to, what, eight or nine, I believe? You can have up to ten. Because now it's between five and Five and ten. So we have Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Pretty much the consensus top films of the year. Yeah. There's not really anything missed in there. I mean, you know, Zootopia would be nice to have together, but the best, you know, mm-hmm. non-animated films for sure. And the way the way Best Picture works now... Excluding Deadpool. Right. They have like the preferential voting or instant runoff voting. Like I mentioned this before. We talked about Deadpool not getting anything. But basically, the Academy voters rank their movies, and whoever gets the top choice, that's what factors in the most here. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be really hard for anything to really sneak in those lists besides these movies. But Hidden Figures actually was the latest riser. It's got all the box office attention. Now it's the highest grossing Best Picture nominee. Yep. But also, it came out very late, and it didn't really have an early festival season or anything like that. So the fact that it actually got in here, because it didn't get Best Picture for every award show, it missed out on plenty. So it's nice to see that it got in. And if it did win, Pharrell Williams would win a Oscar, <laughs> among other people. That would be something else, for sure. <laughs> uh, maybe he'd wear a huge hat. That'd be cool. But, uh, I mean, this is probably La La Land. It's La La Land, yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm picking Chazelle. It is. Chazelle and La La Land, these two are a package Right. It, it is probably La La Land. It, it just, it, it makes me feel sad because I really loved Arrival and Moonlight so much. Same. And, and I wish that they had more of a I shot. ranked both of them ahead in my list, my top ten list. I think I picked La La Land as my best movie of last year, and I think that's probably why it will win. It probably should win, like you talked about for Chazelle. It's, it's a testament for everything he's been able to do with creating a, a musical, an original musical. Plus Hollywood wants to love Chazelle because he's so accomplished at 31. Yeah, he's a he's a wonderkind. Man, I just I just wish Arrival and Moonlight had a shot. Right, you know? like <laughs> well, see that's the thing. Like, there's a lot there's a lot of pieces for months now about the La La Land backlash. And it's not so much I'm anti La La Land. I just want more people to pay attention to Moonlight. I know. But I see tons of people like how much they love La La Land, which is great. It's a movie that's made to be loved. It, it's the most watchable of everything we've talked about. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, but did you see Moonlight by any chance? No, of course you didn't. Yeah. It's only made like thirty million dollars. Moonlight is so good, though. <laughs> so good. Arrival, I think, is probably going to be the most rewatchable movie from this year. Denny Villeneuve is really on a hot streak, so having this in his stable of dope movies as yeah. he goes to as Blade Runner comes yeah, out this, Runner later this year, and you know Sicario and and Prisoners and Enemy, like he's he's on fire. So yeah. I don't think people are going to forget about Arrival, which is nice. We also won't forget that Amy Adams should have been getting some more love here because she has also never won an Oscar. Interesting thing about Arrival 2 is it's a movie that you kind of have to watch twice, at least. Definitely. If not more. Still haven't done that. Or I, I need to. I've been waiting for it to come out on a streaming service so I can catch it again, but man, La La Land is probably going to clean up. I would probably guess it's going to win probably six or seven awards. I'd yeah, we'll look back. Best Picture and Best Director it's getting. Uh, we you were saying cinematography is probably pretty likely. Yeah, cinematography, we had two musical categories, Ori- so that's five. Original screenplay. Yep, original screenplay, so that's six. Emma Stone, not a given, but... Yeah, it'd probably pr- be seven. Probably. Production design, probably pretty good. I'd say it's probably between that or Hal Caesar. Probably La La Land in that one, so that'd probably be around eight. Film editing, I don't know if it'll win that one. Yeah, it's tough to say. If, if, if it runs off all these behind-the-scenes awards, right. then it could really get up there, the numbers. I could see it getting eight or nine. 
definitely. Which yeah, it'll have the most. I hope that the voters try to give love to the other great movies this year. That's that's the really hard thing I feel like about these awards is if one movie kind of captures this its imagination, it probably should rightfully win one of these awards. There's so many other ones that get kind of forgotten about. Exactly. And well, that's why they expanded the best picture field so they could at least recognize more films. Right. Even if you know. By very definition, half of those films have no chance at actually winning it. No at chance. least they get recognized. So, I mean, we, are you in favor of spreading around the awards, or should it the best the best film win because it was the best? You know, it's right. I think it's just unfortunately what sucks about award shows is not everything can win even when everything was good. Yeah, and that's also kind of just the idea of these kind of pieces all adding together. Because if, if you're going to win Best Picture, most likely you're going to win other awards because right. like you're I not said, have a almost, Best Picture without... Yeah, usually you win Best Director. Yeah, these other not always, movies. but usually. So, so a lot of connection. It'll be interesting. Jimmy Kimmel, I think, will do a great job hosting. Definitely. It'll be interesting to see if how much they go after Trump in, in award speeches. Very... He's my favorite late-night guy right now. So. Yeah, Kimmel's killing it. Just because he's really, he's really solid and stable. Colbert's been on the rise. Yeah, he, it was going to take time for him to get off the having the a, I think having a conservative president is what he needed. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he knew what to do with Obama. And, and Seth Meyer actually has been really picking it up yep. recently, too. John Oliver's back, but the gang just started. Yeah, and it's hard to compare him to the other ones because Once he's a week. Yeah, so limited, and he only does From 30 last week. minutes. Right. Yeah, and he doesn't even really do interviews very much. Right. So Definitely going to be an interesting show. It'll be interesting to see if our president tweets about the show and how they respond to that. The Oscar So White thing, I think, is definitely you know, in the past given all these noms. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Last year we were talking about how Chris Rock was going to handle that scenario, and this year it's not even a question, really. It's more about how are these people of diversity going to probably make a stand against right. bigotry and, and hate. I mean, I think Hidden Figures actually has momentum in Best Picture. It's probably like third behind La Land and Moonlight because uh, no film that featured exclusively uh, women of color has ever won Best Picture. And Hidden Figures is only the fourth movie of that description to even be nominated. Yeah. But I still don't think it's actually going to get it. But at the same time, Viola Davis, just cleaning up, she's basically becoming like one of the best, the most awarded uh, African-American actresses ever. Yeah, she's she's going to be, what, a Grammy away from the EGOT if she wins? Uh, well, yeah, and she's, year? exactly. And she's the first African-American woman to have three Oscar nominations. It's, nominations, just three. It's crazy, too. Cause first like, to get five SAG Awards. I feel like with the After Doubt, it wasn't really like, you know, there wasn't a ton of buzz, but the people were like, she's a really good actress. After The Help, she just blew up. She was in yeah. How to Get Away with Murder, right. which... Well, she, she was the first African-American woman to win a primetime Emmy for leading mm-hmm. actress. Yeah. So she's been paving the way. Yeah, she's a G, man. That's why I'm, she's, she's that's why it's kind of annoying that she's in Best Supporting Actress, because you didn't need to compensate this time. You are going to get it. Yeah. But at the same time, people would have despised Emma Stone if she took it from... Davis, so I understand. Yeah, I don't want to despise Emma Stone either. Right. She, she's a sweetheart, so. She's um, the youngest one. She, she one of the, she's probably one of the younger nominees, right? She's 28. Lucas Hedges is very young. Yeah, and Dev Patel's 26. 20. Everyone else is old. Yeah, I think Hedges is actually only 20, 20 which yeah. is pretty remarkable. Yeah, Remember, how old Haley Steinfeld was like 16 when she got nominated for True Grit. That's oh, that's in, uh, right. 2010. Haley Steinfeld. She actually got some love this year for Edge 17. She's a yeah. contender. That was, from what I hear, a pretty good movie. So. Right. We'll definitely be tweeting about it, so follow our Twitter accounts. We mentioned them earlier. We'll recap who wins. Yeah, tweet at us what you think will win. Tweet at us things that you, you want to talk about from the show. We're going to try to do a recap show and kind of cover not only the winners, but also kind of the, the tenor of the show. And the storylines. The moments. 
So feel free to help us figure out what, what we should and shouldn't talk about. Tweet us questions if you have them or things you want us to expand upon. We want you guys to really be a part of us growing for moving forward. So Yeah, absolutely. And if you like what you're hearing, share it with a friend. Yeah. And give us an iTunes uh, rating and review. Hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that like if you like. So enjoy the 89th Oscars, and we'll uh, see you next week. Oh my